When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Geekscapists. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, we'll strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. This next episode is actually a recording of our live LA Comic Con panel on whether or not to start a podcast. I clearly have a history of podcasting, and on this panel you're going to hear some really familiar people who've been on Geekscape or been around Geekscape, and we talk a lot about our history and our journeys as podcasters. Maybe you want to start a podcast, maybe you have questions. Hopefully a lot of that stuff gets answered in this next panel. I loved recording this live, I loved the people in the room, I love the people on the panel. Some of them you definitely have heard of right here on this show, so let me not keep you. Here's our panel on whether or not you should start a podcast. talk podcasting how are y'all doing i'm jonathan london the host of the geekscape podcast and walking geekscape billboard when at conventions uh this is a co- uh geekscape something i started back in 2006 i started podcasting in 2005 so i know what to do wrong when it comes to podcasting uh but one thing that i did right was i built a community in that time and a lot of that community is up here on the stage um I'm going to ask each of you to introduce yourselves. You are all friends that I've made over the last 10, 15 years of podcasting. Um, and I think the most recent friend I made is Alan, right here to my left, because you'd been listening to Geekscape. Yeah. And you're part of the Nerd World Order podcast. And then I looked up last year, we had a, a Geekscape Live, and there were two people in the audience. Yeah. What? I mean, there were two people in the audience. One of them was Alan. The other one was his co-host, Joey. <laughs> And I was like, what are y'all, like, are y'all lost? Because <laughs> there were more people on stage than in the audience, which really says a lot about podcasting. Yeah. And, um, and Alan, like, you can tell the rest of that story because, like, I was like, this guy is solid. Like, you came here for me? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, when it comes to podcasting, one of the things that Jonathan talked about is, you know, he's built a community. And so for me, that's always been an inspiration as far as like, hey, I want to build a community. That's why I started Nerd World Order was because I felt like every different community, whether it be like uh, 
black, white, Latino, Asian, LBGQT, whatever, everyone deserves nerd representation. So I was like, this guy's doing it, and I want to learn more from him and see what he's doing. So me and Joe rushed down, and we walked in, and we're like, we're late. And we're like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and we had, like, giveaways. We had, like, free, like, yeah. PlayStation games, Xbox games. Like, y'all walked out of there looking like you just robbed a GameStop. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it was like the best gifts for Christmas. It was right around Christmas time. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's just been a, a journey as far as we had a podcast for a while, and we're learning a lot from Jonathan, and it's just great to be here. Oh, thanks, Alan. Um, and then to your left, we've got the two co-hosts of the $2 Late Feed podcast, which is on the Geekscape Network. And I met y'all last year at Comic-Con as well through our friend Diallo, who was on a panel with me. And why don't you all talk about your podcast, how long it's been running, and um, welcome to the first panel as part of the network. Thank you for having us. Um, so I'm Dustin, and this is Zach. And um, yeah, we uh, there were there were more than two people in that panel that we met you guys. Yeah, in, uh, <laughs> yeah, but the but the but the audio recording got completely messed up because oh, no. I was running late. I couldn't figure out the mic situation. Oh, no. Okay. The panelist before us had like he was like on the floor with his microphone, like talking around, like walking around doing like a spoken word thing, and I was like, oh, I can't test the mics at all because this dude, I don't know what he did to the mics, and so I had to scrap that panel. It was a great panel. Yeah. It's lost to history. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it audience. was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it was the best panel. It was. Um, Jesus came down at the end of the panel. He and, literally uh, did. Blessed everybody. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, but yeah, so we're very excited to be here. We're, we're with $2 Late Fee. We're an 80s movies podcast. If you guys like 80s movies like we do. And music. Um, and music. And soundtracks. soundtracks yeah. And celebrities. The mic's picking it up. All right. The first rule of podcasting is position your mouth in front of the microphone. <laughs> oh, but also, um, like, don't slam the tape. Oh, the oh, okay. <laughs> That's the second rule. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about tech stuff, too, and why that's, and why that's important. Like, it's a drumming podcast, and... Uh, <laughs> Um, we should have a drumming. There's, no. there's some very good ones. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're, we're very excited to be here. Uh, as part of this, we um, have, have, we've been going for like three years now, and I think in that time, we've developed a lot of, a lot of lessons uh, to impart on anyone who's interested in, in starting up. Um, I had a short podcast many years ago too and just like from those 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 little like false starts that one has you you learn a ton and then you're like do I really need to be adding to the the mass of of podcastness and then you realize yes the answer is yes (laughs) I mean I don't know what more to say about that other than um you know it's yeah three years plus and it's been fantastic from the from the learning standpoint from the growing standpoint um working out the kinks you know so to speak and uh you know, it's literally a labor of love. You gotta love to do it because you don't get paid. Uh, and if you, when you do, it's it's a long time coming. So you really, it's a passion. You gotta have a passion for it. That's at least that's my perspective. Yeah. And Christian, uh, you and I had met years ago. You were a guest on Geekscape, and then we actually joked when you came back on Geekscape years later. You'd looked up the original episode and said like there was like a ten year span or something. It wasn't quite. It was about uh, three hundred episodes though. I forget exactly. I when I was on, I did remember. Yeah, I just came in as a guest, and I was so good that you had me back like seven years later. So, uh, but uh, that's the normal. Second. Yeah, that no, that seemed normal from everybody I've talked to since. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> but then I've been on much more recently. But uh, yeah, and I'm I'm actually not quite sure uh, what happened, but. Uh, 
Uh, you, you and I stayed in touch, though, and uh, you know we would always talk. And then there was at some point it was like, yeah, why aren't you doing stuff uh, for our network? And I was like, I don't know, Jonathan. Why am I not? So then I pitched a few ideas to you. But I had been podcasting. It'll in January. It'll actually be ten years. Uh, I got into podcasting from working for a nationally syndicated radio show. I used to produce Dennis Miller, the comedian from Saturday Night Live. I used to produce his radio show. And uh, what I realized from listening to other shows, specifically, Howard Stern had his whole channel on Sirius XM. And there were shows about the show. There were people who would talk about the show after the show. And I'm like, well, I'm not good enough to do, like, a show. But I can do a show where I talk about a show. And I worked on a show. So for probably about the first three, four episodes, that's really what we did. It was just me and the guys I worked with. But then we are like, oh, we have a lot more fun talking about comic books and movies and these crazy stories from the news. So that being the Black cast, my last name is Black, B-L-A-D-T. Uh, so uh, I've been doing that almost uh, 10 years. And uh, we're... Uh, 515 episodes it's not a geekscape number but it's a it's a number i'm very proud of and uh you know i've done a lot of stuff i've focused on a lot of the things that i like like comics movies all the stuff we talk about on geekscape so i'm uh, very happy to be uh doing shows and being guests uh, over here and ashley and jason y'all host the geek history lesson jason and i really met when i was doing geekscape stuff and you were filming for various outlets upon moving to Los Angeles, you were shooting for a lot of outlets that don't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. A lot of those, dot, <laughs> like, like those nerdvideo.coms that are out there. And we hit it off. Uh, we became friends. And then we'd see each other, like, in hosting auditions for gigs. And there was that one time that I was walking out of the DC All Access audition. Yep. And I was like, I feel pretty good about this. And I saw Jason in the waiting room, and I was like, I felt good about this. <laughs> um, and I'm, see, I had the exact opposite reaction because I saw you and I was like, oh, Jonathan's got this. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, such, I'm a big Marvel head and I think, they, I think that stunk mm. on me. They were like, this guy's more into Marvel and you're very much into everything, including DC. And I'll say why, why I invited $2 Late Fee and Christian and eventually will uh, Thanos uh, consume you guys onto the Geekscape network is because... I can't, there's only so much I can talk about, and like you said, like, you and Ashley are so good at the DC stuff, and you are so literate in other places, all of you are so much more literate than me in many pop culture places, that creating a network was a way to keep an audience growing, and as long as I had the, like, the worst show on it, like, I described my show as a mile wide and an inch deep, like, you know, like, I'll cover a lot of stuff, but I won't cover the depth or ability that y'all do, and, and so it's an asset to have that, because the community still gets satisfied, and um, and it still grows, and we have opportunities like this and friendships. Um, why did y'all start podcasting? Because like, t- tell me, actually, Jason, what started first? Like the hosting, the shooting for other. Like you moved out here, you and Ashley moved out here. What started first? Because you also well, did the Star Trek. So. Well, like yeah, I so I moved out here, and I quickly. Um, you know, like all of us were like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna write and direct movies, and then you learn very quickly, like, oh, that's that's a lot harder than you think it is. So. I luckily had a marketing, uh, marketable asset where I could edit things. So I quickly started becoming an editor, uh, producer for a lot of YouTube channels. Like, um, I was a writer producer for Rhett and Link and Screen Junkies and all stuff like that. And eventually I got to the point where I was watching all these other people make, you know, basically I was producing their podcasts or producing their videos. And I said, well, I can do this for myself. Uh, and so I actually did a podcast 
way in like 2011 and this it was probably every mistake that we're going to talk about it had every mistake like it was uh, held to schedule it was held to release it was held to record it was like all thing and eventually um when i met ashley i had been off that horse long enough that i said hey i would love to make another podcast and that's where we came with the idea for geek history lesson but i like very quickly set up some rules very quickly where i was like okay we have to have a consistent recording schedule. Don't date your co-host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were we were dating at that time. <laughs> we probably it still applies to YouTube, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, I mean, luckily we're married now. But yeah. I like to tell the story when we started recording. We uh, recorded in our closet and we had no air conditioning, so the first like 150 episodes were in our underwear recording all of them. So if you can hear that when you go and listen to them, that's the fun part about dating your co-host. Uh, but like we like so like I. I felt like pretty lucky that I was able to do this like sort of I'd say test podcast before I did the real podcast because like the thing I love about Geek History Lesson we've been doing it since 2014 and we don't even have as many last episodes as you but like we like you, you say you made fun of that you were like you were like um, oh it's not a it's not a Geekscape number like we're about to cross 450 but I think most podcasts don't survive. Um, 12 episodes yeah. so the fact that you crossed 100 or like the fact that you're at 515 that's amazing man like I even think about us when our podcast when we're like oh yeah we're about to cross 450 holy cow <laughs> like we did 450 of these things like wow I would also like to say, can everyone please stay on Twitter? Because I'm the face of podcasting on Twitter marketing, and they send me a nice check every year. So please stay on Twitter with your podcasts. I've known you how long, and I, did, I, did, I had no idea that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Twitter has a Twitter marketing. So you, if you go those to people like, got fired. You know that, right? <laughs> but I'm still getting paid. That, that you know, Elon's going to be like, what is this? I line? know. What's this line item here? Uh, you can also, if you, if you go to the Twitter, if you're a corporation and you're looking at the Twitter marketing podcast presentation you can tell exactly when it was recorded because it's me doing a fake podcast about the penultimate episode of game of thrones and i'm just talking about how mad i was that theon Greyjoy died spoiler alert that's amazing <laughs> so please stay on twitter <laughs> well let's kind of talk about that as because you said zach you don't get really paid for podcasting um let's talk about that as like what you get out of podcasting beyond what i've talked about which is the community aspect for me Similar to Jason, uh, I went to film school, but prior to that, in undergrad, I thought I was going to go into radio. I loved hosting, I loved interviewing people, and I spent four years in college radio when I moved out to LA and started uh, writing, directing, doing commercials and music videos. The idea of moving on to narratives, there is that barrier of entry, and I couldn't get into rooms with people, yeah. but suddenly, Kevin Smith listens to my 12th episode yeah. of a podcast, and it has no idea what this is. It was just searching podcasts, searched his name, and was like... What is this? These guys are talking about the Clerks 2 trailer. I want to come on their show. And when he sent me an email, I'm not proud of it. Maybe I'm proud of it. But my response to Kevin was like, F you, you're not Kevin Smith. Nice try. Because <laughs> uh, he nice. wanted to come on my show. And like, come on, Snoogan37 at AOL.com. Really, dude? <laughs> and then he created a link on his bulletin boards at Viewskew, his website, and sent me a link. I clicked the link, and it just said, hey, it's me. Kevin, I made this post just to say it's really me. When can I come on? Uh, next week. Wow. And what I realized was... He didn't make that. Ming made that. Yeah, Ming probably made that. But, but suffice to say, Kevin comes on the next week. He discovers podcasting. He loves it. And clearly he's run with it. Um, and it was a way to get in the rooms as a writer-director. And before you know it, like you get a Simon Pegg on the show because 
you know, maybe the Tonight Show doesn't want him to talk about it, the book he just wrote. Yeah. But I'll have him write a book, talk about it. Um, Doug Jones. These are all people who I then started putting into film projects, and it would help me get in rooms and yeah. help me get associated with people I wanted to associate with, mainly for the writing directing career. Yeah. The, the podcast is still terrible, but it, it's a quid pro quo with people that you can't, like, they don't care about your music video and commercials that you did coming right out of film school, you know? But you can, as your career starts to progress, your skills start to progress, you're in the room suddenly. As voice actors, you and Dustin, and I'll open this up to Alan and, and you, Christian, like, uh, obviously the writing down at the end, y'all are writers, and uh, what, how does this sort of, like, helped your main career? Well, I'll say for myself personally, you know, talking about being in the, in the business, it's very challenging. And there's a lot of there's a lot more rejections than there are exceptions. Yeah. And so uh, for me personally, I wanted something that um, brought me joy, that brought me made me feel good while I was auditioning and trying to book things. And so that's the way the podcast kind of came to be. And Dustin and I have a mutual love of all things '80s music soundtracks, uh, everything. And so and early '90s too. And we thought, well, let's do this, but let's put a twist on it. And in it kind of it was happenstance where we would meet some of these people, reaching out to people. Don't be afraid to reach out, but also be real, you know, and, and be personable. Don't, don't write them a three-hour page of uh, why they should be on your show, but at the same time, too, explain to them that you're a big fan. And it kind of came out that way, that they became, we became friendly with these people. They came on our show. The, the interviews were more inspirational than anything else because we, like, how do you, We've all had low places. How do we get out of those low places? And that was a twist that we put on our show, you know. And um, and through that, making connections, making more connections, and then three years later, here we are. So, Alan, what's what's your goal with the podcast? How does the podcast help, sort of like uh, the rest of your life? Well, um, outside of the podcast, I'm actually in occupational medicine, so it's very separate. And for me. The nerd community, the geek community, has always been something I've been passionate about. You know, a lot of people grew up watching sports with their parents or their, you know, me. I was watching Star Trek every Saturday. So outside of work, my goal has always been to allow people to express their passions um, and allow people to express their passions that may normally not have the opportunity and to give people a venue that they don't always have because, you know, like you guys were talking about, uh, you know, there are some creators who don't have the opportunity to talk about their real passion because everybody wants them to talk about, hey, what's your acting career? Yeah. Or, you know, talk about this. But their real passion is writing or it might be art or something like that. So for me, the podcast has given me the opportunity to work with folks that don't always have the platform that we can make available through a podcast where they can get out their excitement express what they're excited about, whether it be their own project or whether it be whether it be reading comic books or watching movies or a show or something like that. I want people people to be able to have a venue to express that same passion. And in, in that way, you're kind of doing therapy still. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting because everyone says that mental health is often overlooked. And sometimes, whether it be being able to have that escapism moment of reading a comic book or going to a movie or you're looking forward to your to your favorite show. Yeah. Mental health is so important and it's always overlooked. You know, it's my job to help people get back to work on a regular basis, but one of the things that we say is that when people are mentally healthy, they get back to work faster. 
And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. If we can make someone once again get reconnected with the stuff that they're passionate about, then that makes this entire process worth it for me. And Christian? Uh, so I actually have been able to professionally just work it just as a as a side hustle in podcasting. Like right now I produce a, a podcast on cryptocurrency. I don't know anything about cryptocurrency. But Neither do they. No, I know. It's called Kryptonite, though, and I'm like, oh, I wish I came up with that name. I didn't. And uh, it, it actually doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, uh, so it a plug for them. But uh, yeah, there's just somebody new I did podcasting. And the direct cause and effect of starting doing my podcast, uh, it used to be an offshoot of the radio show. Uh, it was on the website. And I did it for a couple years, and then there was a day, I won't go into all the specifics, but there was a day that uh, Dennis Miller, the host, was sick, and our usual uh, guest hosts couldn't do it. And I was just like, all right, well, I, I guess I'll do it. And the only reason I was comfortable hosting a nationally syndicated radio show for 306 markets was because I'm like, oh, I do it. what in my mind was a dumb podcast where I talk to my friends. And uh, <clears throat> in general, I did it a bunch of times. I probably did it 10 times in the run of the show. And it was fun, you know? I mean, it's a, it's a lot different than, you know, to have that live give and take of, like, you know, you grow up listening to like, oh, let's take some phone calls, you know, I mean, and so it was just fun to get to do that. So having that background, you know, actually, I, I think made it, it's just you're more comfortable talking, you know, and, you know, getting more opportunities. Uh, you know, my, my wife's a TV writer. And she, uh, you know, would go on a lot of pitches and her agent suggested she take an improv class. She never wanted to be on stage. She hated the idea. But you get comfortable, you know, sharing your ideas uh, in the moment. And uh, I think that uh, that's probably anybody. I know a lot of people that do podcasting. And I think that uh, you just whether you made a nickel from it or not, uh, you really get much more comfortable professionally. And like what you're talking about, just like. Oh, I'm going to email Chris Claremont and see if he wants to come on my show. I've talked to him like 10 times, you know, and I'm like, I don't care that I don't get paid. You know, <laughs> I, I, I get to do stuff like that. You know, I, I had uh, John Lovitz on my 500th episode. So it's like, you know, I mean, if, if I made, you know, a dollar for each podcast, that would be worth $514. I'd much rather have what I've gotten out of it, you know. Yeah. And Jason, you're a writer creative. Ashley, you're a writer, actress. How has this augmented your career? Enhanced it? Hurt it? I don't know. Well, we said when we started, <laughs> all we wanted out of it was a mattress. And we got a free mattress in the first year. So I think we're doing pretty good so far. <laughs> and we still sleep on that same mattress uh, in the same closet we used to record it. Um, no. <laughs> But the Murphy. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think the company exists anymore, but we still have the mattress. Um, I mean, I I very gracelessly plugged um, the commercial that I did for Twitter, and like I got that directly as a result of the podcast. Like, um, Jason uh, wrote an entire season of a Star Trek episode because he knows stuff about Star Trek, which was displayed on that podcast. So I, I don't know if it's a completely direct way that it makes it clear how it's come into our lives but like I did last year I did an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and one of the grips came up to me and was like I love geek history lesson bye <laughs> and I was like let's take a picture um, it's kind of it's more, it's a little bit more like well, wild and amorphous than that sometimes. Well I was going to say like something that I have noticed about the podcast is that and another function of why we started it was um, 
I I looked at it as a way to build an audience. Like we don't, you, like we like the, the the fancy word to that now is community, and it is a community. And if you create a a good enough audience, and and that's something I'm really proud about with our podcast, is like we we also have a Patreon with our podcast, but in part of that we have a Discord, and like our Discord is it's like having another group of friends, and and these are audience members of our podcast but like you know they're sharing pictures of their cat and they're sharing pictures you know and they're like they would like if any of them said like found out i was in boston or something like that i was in boston and they were like hey i'm in boston too like i'll buy you a drink i would go have a drink with that person Mm -hmm. um so like we kind of looked at it as like and it is a great um it's a great audience building tool and it's very and if you're like whatever your outside career is like a book or whatever like we've had a lot of success by like pointing our audience towards a Kickstarter we're running or like a book we're publishing and they will go and always support it. And, and I mean, I think like I've had multiple times where an audience member is like, oh, you're coming to town? I'll pick you up from the airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that being said, like, you know, Big Yanks, who I first met when he picked me up from the airport in at, at Kennedy, uh, he came to the wedding. Like, he, like Heidi and I got married last month and or in October and Big Yanks was there. Like, we became friends that day when I was like, this guy's going to pick me up from the airport because he listens to my podcast? Yeah. All right. And he didn't Which murder airport, me. airport, though? The fact that he didn't murder me. Yeah, because he didn't murder me, I was able to get married, and he was able to be there. Well, I would say, too, that that's a cool aspect of being a podcaster is you build a community with people, and, it, and it's, a, it's something different from being on TV or movies or whatever because – you get to interact so often. We make these like mix CDs on our Patreon for, mm-hmm. for people, and it, it's and it's really fun. Like we love to give, you know, we love to, to do things that bring joy to people's lives. So that is a great aspect of it. That's really been a, a fun part of the. Being well, a and another tip is like you talked about big Yanks picking you up from the airport. Um, am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Yankee fan, and like, you know he's trimmed oh, weight, okay. but at the time it was big Yanks. Big Yanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's but, looking great now. But that's the thing. Like that's a piece of advice I tell like a lot of people is that um, the other aspect of the podcast is the audience, right? And say you are like you're a big fan of X Y Z podcast, right? And you're like, man, I want to do what they're doing. I want to like run a podcast like them. Your best bet, like to getting in there, is to send them an email that is professional and very friendly, um, and short. And short, and they might, re- or if you have a skill, like we've had, we have, um, like we, luckily, like we have a guy that like helps us research all our episodes now, and we just brought him on in the last year, and he was an audience member. And we literally just put out the call where we said, like, we could use, like, an extra help. And it was great to, like, grab him. And, of course, we pay we, – like, he has a job now through us because of this because he knows the format of our show. He knows exactly what our show sounds like. He's listened to it, you know. And um, so, like, anybody that is, like, you're, like, oh, I want to get to where that podcaster is. Like, if you've got a skill and you email them very nicely and you're good, like, at your thing, they might hire you. That's Matt Kelly. Yeah. For yeah, us, yeah. that's Matt Kelly who listened <laughs> – to my great. third or fourth episode, we, I was talking about obscure bands that only existed in the Philadelphia region when, in the years that I went to college there. He's like, how does this guy know my, these bands? He listened religiously. He wanted to start a podcast. He said, this, you know, this, I'm inspired. And I said, why don't you, he was the first show on the network. I said, why don't you do this? The Horror Movie Night episodes that he and his co-host on Horror Movie Night do 
trounce our numbers. Mm -hmm. The one that he started, One Hit Thunder, with uh, a member of a band I would do music videos for, they started a podcast on the network, trounce our numbers. Like, I'm okay with Geekscape in our, his, its own network being middle of the road numbers-wise. <laughs> the $2 late fee guys are like, Breathing down my necks on yeah. numbers, and it's fantastic. It's because we only release two episodes a month. You release two episodes <laughs> a month. I try. I, I really. I, I probably release too many episodes. I don't. The numbering is weird because I started being like, "Dude, you're gonna go into the thousands." Just start calling most of these specials. So if we talk about like a specific <laughs> subject, I, it's a special. Can I pose a question to the entire panel since we're all podcasters yeah. up here? Episode numbers important or not? And I, no. I, I have this conversation every week with Matt, but now Matt runs the network. They are if you have more than a hundred episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and my question was: Does this does this person get paid more than y'all do for your show? Because Matt is the one who gets the, the money that I'm not. You know, like he, I'm sending him the money mm. to keep the network running. And did, he loves it. Does he have a skill? No, but it's, maybe it's passion. Is it putting up with you? Yes. The skill would be putting up with me. Yeah, absolutely. Talking me off a cliff. Like, let me, let's just turn off all the lights and shut this thing down. Now, Jonathan, one more month, and I know this thing's going to turn a corner. It's been 16 years. Um, let's talk about that. What's the cost? Uh, well, Jason does all the work, so <laughs> so it's almost nothing. <laughs> um, a lot of it, like are you talk about the cost, like entire the entire the entirety of the podcast. Well, there's or? a financial cost, there's yeah. a time cost, there's a social cost, there's maybe a professional cost. Yeah, you, you know, people may look up and be like, "You're about something, not of something." Keith Tralins, who used to run this convention, the reason he they liked me doing the main stage panels was because very early on, the first year before LA Comic Con was a thing, I went to to lunch with Regina Carpinelli, who started LA Comic-Con, and she said, me, Stan, and Elvira starting a convention, you seem to be of something rather than about something. Mm. Like, you're not just talking about this stuff. Like, you're also making films and trying to, like, hustle your own career. I think you, you can talk on an even playing field with some of the people who are going to put up on the main stages and not turn into uh, Chris Farley from SNL yeah. being like, remember that time you were in that episode? with that, you awesome. know? Yeah. Uh, I still do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I think that stuff is important. Has it cost me professionally? Yeah, people have looked up and been like, oh, I didn't know you were a director. I thought you were just a podcaster. Ooh, maybe a little too heavy on the podcasting. How, everyone in this panel, how much do you clench when someone goes, wait, you have a podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're like, yes, that's all I talk about. <laughs> Say, I have a podcast network. We, we, I'm not just a loser. We, I'm the lost. We promote the, the hell out of our podcast. I mean, we, we promote the hell out of our podcast, and that's another aspect, too, is the social media part of it. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. The time costs. It's time-consuming, and it's costly. It, it, it is costly. You're paying for fees for running the website. You're paying for fees for the uh, merchandise. You know, um, it, 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 it's time-consuming, too. You really got to love it. That's a, that's a big part of it. I love it because we have met some really cool people. We've had some really great conversations. Our content, I think, we put a lot of time into the editing. I think that's one thing I was talking to Diallo down there about earlier today is like a lot of podcasts, you can tell how much time they spend editing, putting in sound clips, whatever, making sure the levels are right. Because we are voice actors, I think that's very particularly important to us. Um, You've got to know it before you go into it. You know, before you get anybody can sit down and start recording on their phone and call it a podcast. But unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do, which is fine. What we want, what we strive to do, is when people turn on our podcast, we want them to go, "Wow, this is professional." You know, "Wow, this sounds good." 
I, I, I would also add that, uh, sorry, postcard. Um, it's helpful to approach, I think, a podcast as a business from day one because you know, you're gonna come in with these fresh legs, you're very excited about all your ideas. Uh, you know, to Jason's point, it's like, most podcasts don't get past 12 episodes. I mean, six yeah. episodes, let's be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, there's probably. some you see, you're like, this is interesting. Right. Yeah, I worked for a network, uh, Podcast One, and their, their business model is throw as many podcasts against the wall as possible, whether somebody can talk or not. And nah, that didn't really work out. They, if you go through, they have a lot of like four and six episode podcasts mm -hmm. from people you've heard of, you know? And it, yeah, I think that, you know, it's just, and I don't know, I think after six, maybe I knew how to talk. You know, so you really need some more time to build it. And that's so interesting because, like, usually when people ask me for podcast advice or even YouTube advice, the, the one thing I say is, I say, you have to commit to 52 weeks. And if you can't commit to releasing an episode for 52 weeks on YouTube or, pod, or podcasting, don't even start. Because I was like, you are not going to see any growth, any business opportunities, anything until, like, people know that you're a serious professional. Like, it shows the commitment, and, it, and, and also, over the 52 weeks, you're going to get better. Like, no matter what, you will get better. Yeah, DC committed to 52 weeks, and then the wheels came off, but they at That's least right. committed to 52 that, weeks. That 52 weeks was great. The new 52, <laughs> some of it was great. I was specifically talking about 52 the series. Okay. That's how Got nerdy. It. Got it. There's a little, there's a little five cent nugget for you right there for free. Yeah. You're at a nerd con. Why are you surprised? It, it, internal <laughs> comic book talk from taking you back to the year. The year was 2012. Hey, Superman, uh, pro, son, let's get, let's, let's, no, let's, no, let's completely not. hijack this panel. Um, <laughs> but like, again, you have the depiction of podcaster. When the pandemic hit, I heard a story that, I heard like a statistic, whether or not it's BS or not, that there were, 800,000 like new podcasts because of the pandemic people were holed up there is a barrier of entry but that barrier of entry when I started podcasting I had to record a wave file onto a laptop figure out how to crunch it into an mp3 make an xml feed like I had to learn html yeah make an xml feed learn where to host the xml feed point the podcast rss feed to where I put the file it was a whole thing I kept doing that until about 2010 11 well after a lot of these websites dedicated to podcasting were cutting that part of the mm -hmm. equation well out of it. The learning curve is part of the cost. If, if somebody in this panel room wants to learn how to podcast, what are some of the things to avoid? Well, don't you just want to die bitter when in 2019 Time Magazine put Conan O'Brien on the cover and said Conan O'Brien invented podcasting? Because I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I listened to that podcast. <laughs> and there were podcasts before me. There were like four before me. So I, did, I, I didn't do it. Yeah. But it was way easy to be at the top of the iTunes charts back yeah. in 2005. Yeah. It's 2005, funny. I was like, oh my God, I'm Howard Stern of podcasts. <laughs> this is amazing. I, I, there were three, and I'm fourth. A, a friend of mine, a comedian in New York uh, named Tom Kelly, he was the first person I knew who had a podcast in 2004. And the way I would listen to that podcast is I would download it on my laptop, burn it onto a CD, and then listen to it in my car. Because I was like, I don't know how to do this. You know, and also like, you know, I, that was the only way to do it. But in terms of the cost for anybody that might, you know, be sitting here because like, well, I kind of want to have a podcast. You can. It's not that hard. Uh, it's actually very cheap. You know, you just pick like a SoundCloud or Podbean or something. I mean, what is it, like $150 a year? And I have like an additional expense of a website that I barely use anymore, but I have blackass.com. And that's really it. And just spend the extra $50 and get a professional microphone. 
but once you've done that, you kind of don't have to do anything else. How expensive are your microphones? The one, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I think I've spent, uh, I think the Blue Yeti I spent $100 on, and then I have bought other ones for the like. Yeti Snowball is $49.99 on Amazon. There you go. <laughs> uh, um, but in, uh, just the one other thing I was going to say, when you started talking about the podcast, there were so many podcasts. What there also were was a million people trying to sell something and nowhere to sell it. Oh. So uh, if you know a publicist, and uh, I happen to know a few, they're like, they kind of don't care what your audience is. I mean, obviously, they're hoping somebody listens, but their job is this band, this author, this whatever, I got to get them 100 interviews. And uh, would you like to be one of them? Yes, I would. You know, I mean, I talk to, you know, and some of it, it's like, yeah, the guy from Night Ranger isn't going to want to, you know, is going to sit in his house, you know, in his recording studio. just got so excited. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I've talked, yeah, and it's like, uh, you know, Snake from Skid Row is going to talk to me. Great. You know, so it's a lot of like, like 80s and 90s rock bands are like, they're still, they're still doing stuff and they have stuff to sell and they would love to let people know about it. So Zach knows. Zach yeah. and Dustin know. Oh, we've reached out to those people. <laughs> no, well, sometimes something will hit my inbox, and I'll be like, is this a possibility? Talking to this person is a possibility? And they'll say yes, like very much so. Um, and I clear the schedule for an hour to make sure that I can do the podcast. And again, like meeting some of these people, they have something to promote. They do, and sometimes they don't, and then they come on, and then they realize, oh, this was actually kind of fun. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about people not necessarily wanting to talk about just the one movie they did, there's a guy, Barry Bostwick. He's from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Megaforce, and we had him on. No one ever talked to him about his pottery, which he's passionate about, and he followed up with us after that saying, thank you so much for talking to me about that, and you could tell in the interview how much he cared like, because we cared, you know? We want to know what, not just, oh, what was it like working with so-and-so? That's great, but who are you as a person? That was the direction, you know? Yeah, sometimes it's just doing a little bit of research. Like, I talked to Don McLean, who most people know from American Pie. Well, I knew he had at least a couple other songs, and so I talked to him about it. And we had this fascinating conversation about how he owned his masters, which nobody did from that age, and he trademarked the phrase American Pie, and somebody tried to uh, not pay him, and he gets a huge piece of all those movies because they tried to do that. Oh, really? And I was just like, oh, my God. And, you know, in the middle of that interview, I'd had him for half an hour, and I was like, oh, I don't know how much more time you have. And he, like, turns to his guy. He's like, do we have a little bit more time? I like, th- I like these questions. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's what I want. Isn't you know? that crazy? Though? Yeah. Like, Sean Astin's like, I can do five minutes, ten yeah. minutes. And then, yeah. she, like, after an hour, Sean's like, so where do you run? We should go running. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Not to Mordor, but like, <laughs> for sure, you're awesome. Like, why am I, we're, we're exchanging cell numbers? Okay, I guess we're doing this. Um, let's talk, <laughs> what, well, one last bit, and then I'd love, y'all, some of y'all are interested in starting podcasts, correct? Um, I'd love to have your questions. The one last thing I'll say is, what have you learned? Like, maybe about a guest, or about yourselves, or about the industry that you're, you want to be in? And we'll start with you, Alan, like... What's something like over the course of your podcast that you've learned that has shaped your life? It's persistence. You know, when you guys talk about the 52 weeks, I would say my biggest challenge was allocating time to edit, to record, to make sure I had all the right topics. And so I would say initially, the podcast was very start and stop. We'd be on for like, hey, we put one out this month. 
and two months would go by nothing and slowly we figured out we don't have any listeners because people think we dropped off and then we'd start up again and we get a lot more consistent and so the biggest thing that i learned is if you're passionate about your podcast you got to treat it like a job and not like a hobby and put the time into it yeah i can i mean i make a movie even a short like i make one maybe a year you can make a podcast once or twice a week and that audience stays at the watering hole instead of dispersing to the 800,000 podcasts that were started during the pandemic or the videos or the streamers and all these different things that combat now for the attention span. Um, What have y'all learned in $2 late fee the last three years as voiceover artists, as podcasters? How has this changed your life career? Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the most interesting things that I've found is this idea, obviously of gratitude, right? Which we all should have as, as human beings, you know, as much as possible, but as an 80s movies podcast, we're interviewing people who were the top, top, top A-list people in like 82 to 86, and now they're not. And what, what has that, how have they responded to that? You know, are they still um, happy people? Are they still trying to, to work? Uh, you know, and it's a very interesting thing because they were like, well, this is never going away. I'm the biggest actor in the world now. Yeah. And that it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and what does that look like? And it's very interesting to have those conversations as human beings. Like, wh- you know, what do things look like now for you? Yeah. Ha- um, having Joe Dante, who you all are talking to at 4 o'clock here at, in room 4. 4 o'clock, right yeah. around the corner. Right around the corner. Joe Dante, like, Gremlins, The Burbs, etc. And, et and, and, and I, I got so excited. I was scared to tell y'all that, like, I was like, I have Joe Dante on the podcast. I don't know how it happened, but I got him. I remember, yeah. And I was so excited when he started talking about why he doesn't work and why he stopped working, I was like, wait a minute, this guy made some of the best movies yeah. around. And, I mean, the revelations of like, hey, when, when you have that thing that you've been fighting for, it might go away is something that I really learned over the course of this where I'm like, you don't get a lot of shots. No. And that's a big, yeah, that's a really important piece is to acknowledge that it can be here and gone. And it's just like doing a podcast. It brings you so much joy, but it takes a lot of energy and, and constantly trying to make sure you're doing the right thing for yourself. Not doing what you think other people want, but doing what you want to do. You, Christian, and Alan have families. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not that we don't, but like you have kids. Yeah. How, what have you learned? I just put Bodhi on my podcast, my son. <laughs> well, what have you learned? He'll be here at four. Like, no. What have y'all learned as family men about this? Anything from podcasting or that like... It's easier to have a podcast than a kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I, I, my podcast has never literally shit on me. Uh, but uh, it, you know, the audience has. <laughs> That's true. The audience has. Let's be fair. The, the audience has. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a lot easier to have a podcast because uh, you know it works on your schedule. And my kids are in school, so I'm lucky in that I do a lot of stuff during the day. It's a lot of like, yeah, what can you do at 11 a.m. on Thursday? Because right. that's my sweet spot. Um, the the thing, the bigger the bigger question, what I learned is the important of a, a niche. You guys are talking about 80s stuff. And if you were like, let's just do a movie podcast. Well, people aren't going to find that in the same way. Yeah. And, you know, years ago, I wanted to do a, a baseball podcast. And I got the good advice of, like, no one's going to look for that. What's the team you like? I'm like, well, I like the Mets. 
sorry for that. But I do, and it's like, yeah, people might look for a Mets podcast. So it's like, so I, I, I do a YouTube show where we specifically talk about Marvel. I could talk about a lot of other things. I do special episodes of that, but like that's the focus of that show. Uh, and I think if it's a niche you know well, just be happy in that niche, and I think people are going to find it. It's not like you can't ever talk about anything else, but uh, I think finding the niche that, that you know a lot about and that you enjoy talking about, I think that's, the, that's what I would say is the way to go. That's a great piece of advice, says the guy who did Geekscape, which is kind of like a catch-all. It was fun 15 years ago, but now that there are all those niche podcasts for people who are really hardcore into one specific thing, Really hard on the numbers to be like, well, we're about everything. You know what? But I, but I like everything. I mean, I like a lot of things of everything. My attention and- deficit <laughs> likes everything because. But then you have. I like talking to musicians. I like talking to actors. I like yeah. talking to writers. But I like then talking that's to the, artists. That's where the specials come into play. It's like, did you like the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? We all did. Well, listen to the episode. On that, that. Those get better numbers. Yeah. Unless I have a specific. But that's the same thing for very my show high too. profile yeah. creator. Those yeah. specials make the best numbers. And then if you want to listen to me talk to somebody you maybe aren't familiar with, hopefully you listen to those episodes and find a new appreciation. But those just don't do the same what numbers. I, what I always say about my podcast is that every episode isn't for everybody. But for everybody, there is an episode that you would find if you look through it. You know, Do you want to hear us talk about the baseball playoffs? Probably not, but somebody does. And did you, did you like Black Adam? Did you hate Black Adam? Great. Come find that one. You know? So uh, I think having a diversity in there uh, you know, of just covering a little bit of everything, it can be good. Just make sure it's in the title. You know? Don't make them like, search for, like, what is this one about? You know? And I think a lot of them, I was just like, this is a funny thing we said in the episode. That's the title of the episode. Well, no one knows what that's about. Very then. early on, that's <laughs> yeah. what we did. Yeah. Jason and Ashley, what did y'all learn from podcasting? Uh, I learned that sometimes if you uh, bring a guest onto your show, let's just say, for example, it's somebody made uh, named uh, Lonathan Jundon, and you have them as a guest that sometimes they'll ask you to do panels for you at conventions and, you know, and sometimes invite you to weddings, norms sometimes. So you just have to be wary of that. <laughs> we'll be there Tuesday. Uh, Jonathan actually coined the phrase hot topic hero on our podcast, yeah. which we still use to this very day when describing such things as Deadpool and Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, it's like the flash. It's like the hero that like is super popular with like the edgelords for that summer at yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah. And... When you, you know, I think I think those characters have survived the hot topic yeah. hero mm-hmm. coin, but man, they get really blood. Like after a while, it's like you, it gets worn out pretty fast, you know. <laughs> I like Superman, Batman, a little too edgy for me. Yeah, but so, yo, we just restarted watching Batman sixty six though. Highly recommend. It's so much fun. <laughs> I think there needs to be some of that back in Batman. Yeah. I like the happy Batman. Um, I, I do with, with as a joke, but it's not not true. If you're podcasting, um, partner with someone who already knows how to do it and is like way more talented and capable than you because that's really worked out for me. Um, but the thing that I learned is to fill time because very early on, I'm a terrible improviser. I am a graduate of UCB and I'm a very bad improviser. <laughs> and um, very early on, Jason asked me a question I didn't know the answer to and I was like so crippled by the fear of, I'm sorry, I should have said, I was so overcome by the fear of not knowing, not wanting to be wrong, that it really doesn't matter. Like, if you're going to be wrong, just be wrong, like, really big and really loud. Uh, Because Jason asked me who the Scarlet Spider was, and I just said nothing. (laughs) And I could have just said, I could have been like, it's Bruce Wayne's second, like, nobody cares that you don't know. Because most of the time, they're there to learn along with you. And that's the best thing I learned is, like, how to fill time. And it's funnier to hear 
that her figuring that out than it is to hear like Dead Space. Um, the yeah, other ask thing, me who was Batman and Batman I think Returns. The level of sincerity <laughs> is uh, it, it makes you feel real. Heavy currency with the audience yeah. is that the sincerity of a podcast is something you don't get in many other mediums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's super valuable. Yeah, like I always say that, like, I think podcasts, I think the reason why podcasts have also exploded is, you know, um, is because I think, I think everybody got tired of the radio format. But also there is a thing that I've noticed in our podcast that people think when they listen to your podcast that they are part of your conversation, that they are like the fourth friend or the third friend that is like, they are, you are all in the same room and you're all talking, and they just never get to, like, talk to you. But um, the, the thing is, is that, like, we'll have fans come up to us, and they'll be like, oh, that thing that you said in that episode. And I'm just like, oh, that was, like, 200 episodes ago. <laughs> but but, but that's, the, that's the ability that podcast has that it makes in, almost instant friends. The thing you just threw out yeah. becomes a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, y'all like that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's so much more personal than the way you used to listen to the radio because so many people listen to podcasts. You're literally in their ears while they walk around through their day. Maybe you're in the car with them. Maybe you're at the gym with them. And uh, I, I've found over time it's it's much more personal. And yeah, people do want to know. I'm like, oh my God, why didn't you call me when you were in my city? I'm like, I don't know because I don't know you. But then you realize like, oh, that could be, you know, that could actually be a lot of fun. They legitimately would like to meet you and you're like, really? I, I don't even like knowing me, you know? I, w- I will say a funny aside that uh, I, we talk a lot about my personal life in high school and think aspects of the ex-girlfriends and whatnot. And I've had people reach out that I haven't talked to in 20 years. And like, it's, one guy said, I'm so sorry that I wasn't there for you in high school. And I'm like, that was really sincere, and I appreciated that. And I said, thanks. I- I'm good now, you know. I didn't. I don't mean. <laughs> Do they like that you're airing like you, yeah. this, like gossip. you know, like 40 year old, 30 year old, a- like names? gossip? Well, yeah. I did, want, I did name an ex girlfriend of mine who, uh, you know, and, and if she listens, ever listens to the show, uh, you know, I don't mind personally because it's not like I'm bashing them too much. Yeah. Do I yeah. bash too much? Wait, somebody <laughs> called and apologized. Yeah, a guy emailed me on Instagram. Could be named? Yeah. Did you talk? No, I didn't name him. I well, what I what He's I. He's like, you best not come back. In my neighborhood, I just, I just, <laughs> see you at the reunion. Well, I think in, I'm awaiting. Talking about relatable things, yeah. I think we can all relate to either being bullied or or not feeling a part of the cool crowd when we were kids. I certainly felt that way. I still mm-hmm. sometimes feel that way, and how you deal with that, and 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 and, and but make it in a funny way. Like I look back on that stuff and I laugh my ass off. Now we when, have a, a guy been listening from episode one. Uh, or so, Frank Sanders in, in Long Island, and Frank got, uh, he got a tattoo of the Geekscape logo. He wow. one day emailed me in 2010, 2011, an entire photo shoot worth of him wearing our merchandise surrounded by an arsenal of guns. Ooh. Like, just, like, laying on a bed with, like, like, like dr- daydreaming with his hands behind his head, but, like, surrounded with artillery. Wow. And he's like, I'm a big fan, you know? And, like, and then he was like, when you come to New York Comic Con, I, I want to meet you. And I was like, uh, Big Yank. Uh, uh, big Yank's get between us. Uh, Frank, Where actually, you, Yank? like, there was only so much. And, Frank, I love you so much, man. Like, Frank, Frank and I are very good friends now. Uh, he worked on our film that Geekscape co-produced and like all this fun stuff that has come out of this relationship. And, but he was uh, giving you but, free pictures for the t-shirts. But man, tour. he's sending me these pictures of him with, <laughs> yeah, yeah. with like, I mean, this stuff can't be legal. And, 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 uh, yeah. wow. and, 
please. Is I don't that plutonium it. on that bed? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what is that? What's that writing? Is that from Kazakhstan? And so, like, it, it, and I just remember meeting him because I was in New York. There's no more like dodging. It's New York Comic Con, and he's down the street, and he just puts his arms out for a hug. I'm checking for knives. Like, yeah. I'm like, what? The? He is such a teddy bear. But man, like, you never know who's listening. Like the Kevin Smith story. Like, you never know who's listening. And now you get to cons, or I'll go to, like, to do a panel at a con, and I'll meet somebody backstage, or I'll be walking the floor, and I'll meet an artist, and they'll be like, yeah, I'm a f- I listen to it. Yeah. Or I listen to something on your network, you know, or I listen to this, and it's like, wow, that's crazy. You just never know who's well, listening. Because that's the thing as podcasters we all forget, is that we, like, when we're, like, recording wherever we are, you know, our homes, wherever, we're always, like... Oh yeah, nobody. I mean, I bet you think we're talking about that. You, you think you think you're just talking to your co-host or whatever, but then yeah, no, you are publicly broadcasting this to the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah know your audience, and I appreciate my my grandparents probably don't listen, so uh, you know I bash them all the time. So. My mom doesn't know what a podcast is. She still asks me if it's on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And her phone is subscribed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what are some of the questions that y'all might have uh, for the panel? For, uh, y'all have panel- questions for the panelists. We don't have a microphone, but uh, we can repeat it. Yell. Never do the podcast or the idea that you really want to do first because there's going to be that learning curve and you're going to want to restart with a clean slate and really go for it once you have the skills. Do you agree? Disagree? I disagree. I, I, just, I disagree because, you know, like you're always going to get – it's like anything you do. You're always going to get better at it. Yeah. But, like, really are new people going to that first episode you did – you know, 50 episodes ago? I don't think so. Especially if you're just passionate. You'll be surprised yeah. who will let you know that they have started back at episode one, my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, you know, cer- certainly, but I think for the masses, it's like people are going to start probably in a recent area. So by the time you've found, I don't know, wouldn't you rather talk about something you give a shit about than not? I'm going to talk about, like, copy machines or something because I want to get good at podcasting? Like, no. Like, talk about the thing that you love. Yeah. Alan, you had some stutter stops, right, Alan? Like, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, my perspective is whatever you're excited about, that's what you need to start talking about. You know, Joe and I did our first episode. We recorded it in my wife's car because we were like, we don't know what we're doing. So, we just wrapped the microphone around my wife's uh, rearview mirror and we're like, go for it. You've done many passionate things in that car. <laughs> With me and Joe. <laughs> Joe has been there. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, I would say that you're going to, along the way, figure things out, whether it be, you know, connecting with other, with other podcast creators or whether it be maybe your fans reach out to you and they give you, like, a little feedback and advice. And there's a progression that occurs over a period of time that that passion really has to stay there. The thing that you're most passionate about is that thing that will drive you when no one's listening, when your audio goes bad. Just stay with it because what you love will keep you in the game. And you have to pivot a lot. Like, in 15, 16 years, I've pivoted in so many different formats, tried so many different things, tried multiple co-hosts. I still bring coasts back. Sometimes I'll put somebody on ice for seven years, bring them back, <laughs> bribe them with a network show. We are on once. I deserved it, by the way. Yeah. I, I wasn't really that good. No, but I think, look, do talk about something you're interested in. I think that's the most important thing. And if you do, I don't know, say 80 to 100 episodes that you're not that proud of, 
you can take them away. Yeah. They don't have to live on forever. They can, but if you don't want them to, you can just take them down. And you know, uh, and you know, if you really want to do it more casually, just uh, do a stream on YouTube and see how that goes, and see how comfortable you are talking about it. But I'd say the advice of not talking about what you really want to talk about. Uh, I, I think is is not right. Now, if you're going to do like an elaborate like radio play style audio drama, yeah, don't do that first. Build up to something like <laughs> Nothing that. Nothing production heavy, right? Yeah, right. I, I would say if you're if you're if you're like worried about like that your pod it, it like might be rough at the beginning, build in yourself a pilot season. Give yourself ten episodes. And literally in every episode, tell the listener like, "Oh, this is the pilot season." And then, and then, you know, if you want to keep, like he was saying, like you want to keep them in your feed, you can. Uh, but I guarantee you, episode eleven, you'll be better than you were in episode one. Yeah, our, our episode zero like doesn't exist in our feed. We deleted anymore. it. All. Yeah, <laughs> so. we deleted it. Yeah. But, but I think the main thing you're going to get from all of us up here is just get started. Do be it. passionate. Um, I'm going to hand the, the panel stage over to our next panelists. Um, we're going to continue at LA Comic Con. We've got a great weekend. We've got tons of panels amongst all of us here. Uh, if you want to talk to the panelists, ask them a question. I know they're going to be hanging out, but thanks for joining us here for this panel uh, about podcasting. I think you should start a podcast. 800,000 in the pandemic. Be damned. We need more. All right? We need you because you have a unique voice, and I think you should celebrate that. Um, thank you guys for being a part of this, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, Throw out your social handles real quick. I'm just, search for Jonathan Lennon. You can find me in 30 minutes on the main stage talking to Steve from Blue's Clues. I'm at Ashley V. Robinson on literally everything. The V is very important because Ashley Robinson is a WNBA player who's taller than me, and I don't want to fight her for SEO. <laughs> uh, just come, our podcast is Geek History Lesson. It's at GHL Podcast on Twitter and Geek History Lesson on Google. I'm at Christian DMZ on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find both of us at $2 Late Fee, 80s Movies Podcast. Yes. Uh, pretty easy to find me. Hashtag I am NWO. You will find me on any social media or platform. And at one o'clock on the gaming stage, talking Dragon Ball Z is the main stage moderator. Yeah. Yes. Awesome, Alan. Thanks, guys. Woo! Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So that was our panel on whether or not to start a podcast. Did that dissuade you? Did it pump you up? Are you excited to start a podcast? Do you want to host it right here on the Geekscape Network? Pretty sure Matt Kelly would love to have you. Well, Geekscapists, that concludes our Los Angeles Comic-Con content. If you missed the conversation with Steve Burns from Blue's Clues, LeVar Burton, or Power Ranger Amy Jo Johnson, well, it's right there in the feed. Also, we had a fantastic fundraiser for Big Brothers Big Sisters. If you missed that, the link is still up on our social media pages. You can go find it and donate to Big Brothers Big Sisters. We're trying to do some amazing things here at Geekscape, and that's not going to stop in 2023. So please, if you enjoy what we're doing, subscribe, share Geekscape with your friends, and leave a five-star review on whatever podcatcher you're listening from. It always helps us out. We'll see you in the new year. Don't hate, create! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.